Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, boss meeting prep. No surprises. Here we go. Today, we're going to talk about how to prepare your boss for attending any meeting you're running. It might be surprising to folks that we're doing this, but in our experience, too many directs surprise their boss. In huh, yeah. And, and your boss getting surprised in a meeting, that's not a good thing, right? Yeah. I think people feel like, well, everybody's a professional. And so when we come to meetings, if you have, you know, in this case, we're going to talk about deliverables. And if you haven't done something, you haven't done something, you ought to own up to it. But she was... <laughs> If you know your boss is going to end up being under the bus, even if you didn't throw him under the bus, wouldn't you do something to say, hey, by the way, don't walk in front of the bus? Even if you're not the driver, even if you're a passenger, yeah, do something. <laughs> <laughs> even if you're a bystander, right? Yeah. If, you know, it's one thing to, for your boss to be surprised and for you to be the cause of it, it, but, but your boss getting surprised in front of his own directs is a very bad thing. And your boss getting surprised in front of her directs when you knew the topic was scheduled and would likely surprise her is not just very bad. It's almost intolerable. I hate to say this, but but as a boss, if, if that happens a couple of times where, again, being surprised is something you assume your directs don't want to do to you, but then they, you know they have foreknowledge that you're likely to be surprised and they go ahead and surprise you, then that becomes intentional at some point, right? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I try not to give feedback to folks unless I can chuckle while I'm doing it, you know. Right, yeah. I, I try to manage myself that way. Right. But in this case, I'd have a real hard time chuckling when giving this feedback. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of anger there, probably, right? Which, of course, makes it not not feedback. But, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'd be a little bit ticked off, too. And look, let's make it even worse. I got two different sort of examples related to surprising your boss. First, now it's not your boss that's got egg on her face. It's you. Your direct scheduled a meeting, put a deliverable you have knowledge of on the agenda, and um, they knew there's a possibility that you will not have accomplished the objective. Even if you're not going to get visibly angry, I mean, really, can you honestly say that you'd be happy about it? That it'd be no big deal? Haha, <laughs> no. Sorry, I just blew that one. I mean, and the reason I use that example is because I've talked before about how differently, for those of us who are managers, we tend to see ourselves as managers than we do our boss. Um, but generally, how you see your boss is to a large extent how your directs see you. Or let me give a different example. You walk out of a meeting where you've just done this to your boss, okay, and 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 he wasn't ready. One of your directs was also delinquent on some tasks in that same meeting. Even if you have the right rejoinder to your direct, isn't it something of a downer when the direct says, maybe not to you, but to somebody else, gee, how hard can you get on me when the big boss isn't doing his stuff either? Right, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't set a good example. Makes you look bad. So, you know, look, uh, we we heard it right. Uh, the, the 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 boss walks out of a meeting and says to the direct, one phone call, a brief email. Neither of these you you could have done either one, and you didn't do either of them, or a hundred other things you could have done didn't occur to you to keep me from having a mea culpa in front of my directs. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. yeah right? Maybe not, not professional feedback. feedback <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the vast majority of bosses, unfortunately, don't give any kind of feedback whatsoever. They're angry and they don't say anything. And then they hold it yeah. against you for a long exactly. time, like around yeah. performance review time, even if they don't yeah. tell you. So, yeah. But, but look, folks, this is an easy mistake to cure. 
Uh, we suspect there are thousands of you listening right now thinking, gee, I know all I need to know. I never thought about this before, but I know I'm never letting my boss walk into a meeting that I run or that I'm involved in without notifying him or her about deliverables that are coming up and it's not going to fall through the cracks ever again. And um, if you get that, right, don't surprise your boss, then maybe this cast is done for you, shortest cast ever. So you IDs, if you think you get it, <laughs> turn to music now in the car on the way to work. Good. So what are we going to cover? What, are, what specific yeah, points? So, so six points. It's a, six probably scares people, right? Oh my gosh, he's going to go on and on forever. But in that I just the other day was reading iTunes comments about the show and the negatives always tend to be about my long-windedness. I will try to keep this brief. They're six, but they're short, just a couple of paragraphs each. First of all, number one, always inform your boss of relevant agenda items. Okay. Number two, always review and communicate deliverables that have your boss's name on them. Number three, always review and communicate deliverables with your boss's peers' names on them. And, and you'll figure that out. It's not, it's, it's not a big stretch to get there, right? Number four, if your boss won't attend, agree on status that's going to be reported, okay? Number five, after meetings, notify your boss immediately in a special way rather than just, oh, he gets the agenda a couple of days later of potential deliverables or needs that came out of the meeting. Um, so he or she has plenty of time. And then lastly, we have a brief note, special note for, for those of you in matrix organizations and project managers where you could say, well, I really don't have a boss and you'd be right. But anybody who outranks you in the formal structure ought to be considered a boss just because if those people have role power, even if they're assigned to you on a project, you keeping them apprised is better for your career. That's the six. Perfect. Okay. So the first one's pretty easy, right? If you're running a meeting and your boss is implicated in some way, right? you got to tell him first. So always inform your boss of relevant agenda items. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, folks, this is just professional courtesy. Okay. And maybe you would say, I don't need this from my directs. And that's great. Um, I would argue that at some point, I'd be willing to bet that 80% of the people who are saying right now, I don't need this from my directs are frontline supervisors and they're not directors. They're not executives where the scope of responsibilities is much broader and things do fall through the cracks. Uh, and in fact, sometimes executives choose to let things fall through the cracks, whereas more more junior managers don't tend to do that as often. Right. And they, they have to let things fall through the cracks. Yeah, they do. Because you can only work on two or three things. Priority, yeah. Right. So, yep, right. And, and look, don't mistake us, folks. We're not talking about only the case where your boss has a deliverable. This is whether she's going to be asked for an opinion or give a high-level brief on something or be asked for insight into what's coming down the road. It doesn't matter. If your boss is on the hook for something or will be put on the hook for something, you have to give them a head up, heads up. Yeah. And look, it's not hard. You walk through your agenda and you ask yourself, is there anything here? that my, my boss might be asked about or expected to respond to if he's going to be at the meeting. Now, look, we always recommend you do the review in, in case your boss shows up. But look, you don't have to assume your boss is coming if she never does. And you don't have to inform her of every detail if she doesn't come. The point is, we recommend you know in advance what things might have impact for your boss so that if she does show up, you'll have want to, wanted to have reached out to her, ideally, okay? If you know your boss is coming, then you're obligated to tell him or her what, in fact, was, was going to come up, 
Okay. If you don't know your boss is coming, you might say, well, then I don't have to do this. Yes, you do. Because the moment your boss is there, you have to recall immediately what were the pinch points that I noticed regarding the agenda. And you realize she may not be ready. You've got to consider your options. Now, look, what can you do in that situation uh, where you can't be sure that your boss is on top of something? You could skip the item. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not rocket science. It's your agenda. It's your meeting. You could just skip it. Um, you could brief the point yourself and you could take responsibility yourself and then la- allow your boss a, a graceful chance to punt. If your meeting is two hours long and your boss is there in the first hour, but the point is only going to come up in the second hour, then brief your boss during a break because you have two hour meeting. Surely you have a break. Or, I mean, nowadays, if everybody has laptops up, you could send your boss an email during the meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Or if, in fact, you don't have time, your boss shows up, you don't, you didn't expect him, you did review the agenda and you recognize that there's a pinch point coming up, you could simply say to the boss, listen, I apologize. I should have let you know point X is coming up later. You and I can talk about that later and give him or her a public step aside for the point. And then if the boss wants to engage, fine. But if I were the boss and I weren't ready to discuss it because I had dropped the ball and bosses dropped the ball, then I could say, hey, great. Thanks. No problem. We'll talk about it after. Good. Okay. Okay. And those are just agenda items, right? Those are just points that may come up. Those aren't deliverables. Yeah. So so let's talk about deliverables because that's even more significant, right? If your boss is on the hook for something, has a deliver, you're going to always want to review or communicate those deliverables with your boss before the meeting. Yeah. The difference between agenda items and deliverables is like the difference between thinking about going to the gym and spending two hours there with a, with a diabolical personal trainer. One of them is a good start, and the other really, really, really delivers results. You never, ever, ever want your boss caught flat-footed in, in a meeting you run regarding a known deliverable. Isn't Never, it a way, though, of, 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 you know, exerting some power over our boss? I mean, isn't it a way to oh, put yeah. our boss in place? I mean, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, if we multiply that by a couple of factors, it's like us saying to the CEO all in unison, no, we're not going to do that because we all have power over the CEO, right? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure there's <laughs> some, at least one person listening doesn't think that's such a bad idea. Yeah. Boss, don't do it, really. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Tell your boss the truth and the truth will set you free. We're not talking about, no, no, we're talking about known deliverables. We're not talking about the times when someone suggests in your meeting, hey, maybe, insert your boss's name here, would call so-and-so and find out what the problem is. Those things happen in a meeting and your boss can choose to ignore it or not, right? That's what we might call a target of opportunity. If your boss says yes, he's on the hook. If he declines, he's not. If somebody suggests it, if one of your directs suggests it because your boss is in the room, and your boss declines or, or doesn't respond, the appropriate answer is just to say, I got it, and then move on. Yeah. But, but, but look, what we are talking about are deliverables or actions that others know your boss is responsible for. That's the danger, that your lack of advanced communication with your boss will lead him to appear unprofessional to your directs or, or even your peers, because when the discussion comes around to him, he won't be ready. Since he has less chances to communicate with your directs than you do, each chance is more valuable and they're more, therefore more fraught with potential downside than any of your opportunities to communicate with your directs. Look, it's likely that your directs, that they know that he hasn't done it, right? Either 
because of because of your role power or or the simple nature of a standing meeting where deliverables are reviewed and task owners are held accountable, they know when they're responsible for things and they know they're going to be expected to to brief on it. That's the way the meeting is run. And so they won't be surprised. On the other hand, your boss may be surprised without that kind of information, without thinking about it. I mean, I've been to a lot of meetings that my directs are running and I didn't know the structure of the meeting. Directs take it for granted, right? It's the meeting they go to where they have to report on their deliverables. Your boss probably isn't thinking that way. And so it's easy. Look, if your boss's name is on a deliverable, you've got to let him know in advance that that deliverable is going to be discussed. You've got to send an email or leave him or her a voicemail and say something like, we're going to go over the new budget planning process next meeting, which you've said you'll attend. One of the tasks in the plan is to get quarterly guidance from division, and you're the owner of the task. It's due next Tuesday. You can probably say you're on top of it. That's enough. Ideally, you'll present the division guidance. If I can help, let me know. If you want to handle this differently, also, just let me know. There's a, an underlying structure of that note or that mention or that email or that voicemail, which is the components of it are tell them what they're responsible for. Tell your boss what he's responsible for. Give them the context. Tell them the deadline. Offer to help and then offer to handle it differently as a function of he's got other stuff to do that you don't know about uh, and you have no real power. It's pretty simple. What? Okay. Tell, tell me if I'm your boss, tell me what I'm responsible for. Give me the context. Tell me the deadline that I'm under. Uh, offer to help me out in terms of doing it for me or assisting in some way, and then offer to handle it differently in the meeting. That's the way you do it. Yeah, I like that. I can follow those steps. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's just, it's professional courtesy and it's career management 101. We got to have this as career tools, um, but but we it, it is a manager tools cast because managers are usually running meetings and have both directs and bosses. Right. Okay, so for my boss, what about... Other folks who have eh, some some role power in the organization, but are not necessarily my boss. For example, my boss's peers. I don't handle them any differently. Same. Yeah, I think I, I think um, that basically the the same goes for for your boss's peers. Um, if your boss is going to be in the meeting, why is that? I mean, I don't work for them. Why why is that simple? Why do I have to treat them differently than yeah, else? It, this is. Meeting? I mean. There are people who would argue with us on this, but here's what we've seen in, in our experience. First, if your boss is in the meeting, your directs are going to assume he's going to know something about what his peers are doing. This is usually a misapprehension, but but perceptions matter, okay? Second, it's much easier for your boss to reach out to her peers than it is for your directs or even you to do that. If your one of your boss's peers is on the hook for something, if you know the peer well, go ahead, reach out. If they're on the hook for something, there's no respect for rank that would suggest you oughtn't reach out to them, right? And in today's matrix world, people would say, wow, why, why wouldn't I? And, and you're right, you, you would if you knew them, right? But whether you do or don't reach out to them, you do need to let your boss know about deliverables that are reportable in a particular meeting that are at his or, his or her level. Okay, now let's go a step further. I, I can hear people out right there now saying, well, why? If your boss knows in advance of a deadline and chooses to say, I missed and I'll get back to you, right? He can do that. It's good to be king or queen. It's his call. In a way, he's throwing himself under the bus and, you know, throwing yourself under the bus is actually professional in some sense. But 
If you reach out to his peer and you get no response, and then you brief that, frankly, folks, your boss has every right to say, dude, why didn't you call me? You do know he's on special assignment to the EVP of manufacturing on this new lean effort, right? I mean, he's buried. Let me call him. And your boss, frankly, if he sees you throw one of his or her peers under the bus, is going to think, wow, what meetings did I miss where I was under the bus because this direct could get away with it? He's not sensitive enough to roll power to know better. Right. In that moment, you go from a project manager to some kind of windy direct throwing that senior person under the bus for not yeah. delivering their deliverables. And it's it's not a great look for you. Yeah. Just, just saying. <laughs> yeah. So look, let your boss know what's going on with his peers. Let him know if a dime is going to be dropped. Mike, do you remember? That's what we used to say in 7th of the 8th in Hawaii. You know, Dave Lynch used to tell me, don't drop a dime on me in a meeting unless you talk to me first. Uh, and I was a young lieutenant as the personnel officer and, and often in my first few meetings did that. And boy, I learned the hard way. The captains didn't like that. They don't. Yeah. They didn't like that. Yeah. Of course I couldn't I send an email. I know it makes me old folks, but it, I couldn't send an email because we didn't have email back then. But look, what we're recommending here is send an email or call your boss Allow him to take responsibility for an additional reach out to his peer. And then ask at the last minute or shortly beforehand, how would you like me to brief the peer's name inserted here deliverable? And even if it just means your boss knows, hey, guys, I apologize. I knew that Joe was responsible for that. I could have easily reached out. I didn't do it. Let's turn that deliverable over to me. And I'll, that probably wouldn't happen in a matrix organization, but in, but in a different organization, let's turn that over to me and I'll take responsibility for the outreach and, and wrangling Joe to get it done. Good. Now, what, what if my boss has some deliverables, but isn't going to attend the meeting? What do I do then? Well, wait, in my um, virtual world, every boss attends every one of his directs meetings who are managers, right? I mean, They've got all kinds of time. Good, good. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. to see you fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual world. Lucky L- look, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always sunny in 72 here, by the way. If your boss has deliverables, but she's not coming, don't think that means you don't have to brief her. And you could just say the boss didn't deliver, right? Even if it's true. Um, just because it's true doesn't mean it's smart. As... Um, my son said the other day, you're not Abraham Lincoln sizing up a dress. <laughs> um, be careful about too much truth. So look, if your boss isn't coming, but he owns deliverables, you still reach out. Okay. The thrust of the conversation is same as before. What is the boss responsible for? Give him some context, state the deadline, offer to help and offer to handle it differently. Or in, in a way, I mean, this will sound probably bad to some of you, sweep it under the rug for the purposes of this meeting and essentially brush over it. So the boss is not publicly embarrassed, particularly when the boss isn't there. And look, in this case, the offer to handle it differently inherently suggests the questions. How do you want me to report on this for you? Because people are going to assume, look, folks, if you don't know this, people are going to assume if you're a manager and you've got your directs in a meeting, and, and as it turns out, your boss is on the hook for a deliverable, is accountable for something, your, your team is going to assume that if the boss isn't there, that you have knowledge or that you should, pardon the word, but we're talking about how directs tend to feel about their bosses. The boss should know what the boss's boss has have done, has done or haven't done. So look, right. Ideally you'll hear back from your boss about how he wants you to proceed. And so, okay, problem solved. But if you don't hear our recommendation is to report a deliverable whose deadline is in the future reported as green and a deliverable of your bosses whose deadline has passed. 
Look, a simple answer is put it as a question mark. Okay. Now there are, there are purists out there who say, wait, that's not, you know, it's, it's either red or it's yellow or it's green. Now I wouldn't follow my sword and say, you're stupid folks. If you make it yellow, although look, if the deadline is passed on something, calling it yellow is, is about the same thing as calling it a question mark because the rules of, of project reporting, if you're doing red, amber, green or red, yellow, green is if it's past the deadline, it's, it's red. But look, a little bit of grace to people who have more power than you is not just saying I'm fearful of power, but it is a recognition that in the case of your boss, there are many things going on that you don't know. On the other hand, there ought not to be many things going on with your directs that you don't know. Uh, and, and because of your role power, you can say, hey, look, that's red, guys. If it's one of your directs, you can say, hey, that's red. What do I need to do to help you? But you can't necessarily do that with your boss or you can't, you don't have as much ability to help your boss get out of a red status. And so you try to avoid doing that. Now you might say, well, well, it's not exactly accurate. Yes. Okay. We agree. We're in a little bit of a gray area here. But if you don't know, if you legitimately don't know, put a question mark. And I would argue that your boss getting the, the, the task report, the project report, and seeing question marks rather than red, even if they know you reached out to them, they will appreciate the, the, the little bit of grace, the fact that it's not red. So maybe it's not green or it's not yellow, but the fact that it's not red, let me make something up here, which is... If your boss can, if your boss is late on something, but you don't know for sure that he's late, then the status of that is not red. <laughs> I'm not saying it's green. I'm not saying it's yellow. You can call it question mark. That's our recommendation. But the key is it's not red yet. A project plan and deadlines don't have any power over you, but communicating status to numerous people that puts your boss in a bit of a pinch is, is just not a good thing. It's a, look, it's a risk assessment, right? If you mark it red, but you discover the task was complete, couldn't your boss say to you, hey, you reported that wrong? And by the way, you reported it wrong and made me look bad too? Even if your boss had opportunity, it's a, it's a longer story. So discretion is the better part of valor. Don't be so black and white. Boy, I'm mixing metaphors there. Don't be black and white about red, yellow, green so much that your boss ends up going, man, I wish you'd have called me or done something. That's good. So let One me more know. quotable from yeah, right. Mark Horseman's cast. Overcommunication with bosses happens after meetings. You can save yourself a lot of trouble if you simply, after the meeting, notify your boss immediately of potential deliverables or needs. When you leave a meeting where your boss may have inherited deliverable, that's the first note you send to your boss. Yep. If you're smart, you're going to overcommunicate on your boss's deliverables and give him or her plenty of advance warning about approaching deadlines. And then you won't be in the uncomfortable position of having to do what we've described earlier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's simple. Just, you know, the, the boss gets the first note when their deliverables involve coming out of a project meeting. And, and by the way, we've been using project as an example because Horseman's law of project management, who does what by when, but this is true of any work that you're doing, whether it's part of a project or not. If somebody's accountable for something, if they're responsible for something, when it comes to your boss, your boss gets notified first. Yeah. Now how about, you know, matrix organizations or you know, your typical project manager who's kind of in a matrix matrix environment. What do we do there? Uh, yeah, I almost didn't put this in. And the reason I didn't is because I wasn't even really thinking about it until I mentioned to somebody the other day that I was going to write this cast. And they they said, oh, well, that really wouldn't apply to me. And I went, bing, bing, my gosh. I mean, what what happens is in matrix organizations, people 
begin to lose that role power sensitivity because, you know, some VP could be on my project as one of the team members, as opposed to me just being a lowly manager, managing that VP. And so therefore, hey, he he really works for me on this one. <laughs> um, but look, this guidance, what we just, this cast applies especially to matrix organizations and those of you who are project managers. You'll have to think more broadly about who your boss might be. Certainly, it's the person who writes your review, but we're suggesting, think in our experience, the key is anyone who outranks you. And now, look, if you're a matrix organization, if you're a project manager in a matrix organization and you're wondering who outranks you because you just don't know about rank, you need to learn that. We're not overly concerned with rank here, but the fact is every matrix organization we've ever been to. When a senior person is put on the team of a junior person, they act differently than another junior person on that team. They believe their role power matters. They know that they're an individual contributor on a team and that someone else is the project manager. But if the project manager is three levels below them, they tend to be less on time. They tend to feel less compelled to come to meetings. They tend to feel like they ought to be catered to a little bit. You can disagree with this if you like. I'm, it's okay to disagree with, the, with the, the principle of it, but you can't disagree with the overwhelming mountain of evidence that that's how senior people tend to tend to behave. Or even, let's call it not not senior people, but people more senior than you. So the simple rule is anybody who outranks you who's on a project team, even if it's every single person on your team, I'm serious about that, then they get that treatment. Okay. You look at the role power structure of the organization because there is one. It's not all project managers and individuals and we're all just a big happy democracy here or meritocracy. That's not the way organizations work. You're going to have to work harder. If you're a project manager, Think about role power. Anybody who outranks you, you need to give this special consideration to. And frankly, that's you'll be the only one or one of a few people doing it. And that's a career enhancing move right there. Yeah. Now, now before we wrap up, I want to add something here because, you know, as we're talking about this, I'm placing myself 20 years back and thinking about how I might react to this cast. So if you're a high C, like I am, and you're conscientious and you like to dot the I's and cross the T's and you're concerned about being right. This might rub you a little bit the wrong way. And look at 20 years ago, I might do, I might react the same way you are right now. Hey, look at the boss is late. It's black or white. I report it as red, right? You may be right, right? It may yeah. follow your rules, but it's just not effective. As a project manager, you're not paid to be right. You're not paid to report everything perfectly, correctly, and miss the project. You got to deliver the project. The whole intent is to deliver the project. Whether you're right along the way when the project is delivered late doesn't really matter. What matters is, is being effective and embarrassing your boss. Unfortunately, it may be right. He or she may be late, but it's just not effective. And, all right, so you're not going to throw him or her under the bus. And you're still accountable for getting them to do what they need to do. And the best way to do that is not embarrassing them in a meeting. That is not an effective way to get things done. Yeah, it always surprises me that, well, it shouldn't surprise me, but it has many times in the past that I see somebody saying, well, technically I'm right. It's true what I'm saying. And then wondering why they're ineffective in the future. And they're choosing rightness now over long-term effectiveness. And it, folks, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So yeah, good, great point, buddy. All right. So look, wrapping up, folks, always inform your boss of relevant agenda items. You've got to review and communicate deliverables with your boss's name or your boss's peers names on them as a matter of, of, of courtesy, professional courtesy. 
If your boss is not going to be there, but he or she's got a deliverable, agree on the status that you're going to be reporting for them and avoid reporting red unless you unless they know you're going to report red. Look, after a meeting, same courtesy extends. Notify your boss immediately of potential deliverables or needs. And then, of course, please recognize this applies in a matrix organization as well. Folks, surprises, your boss and your career don't mix well. When your boss or his peers or her peers have exposure, let them know in advance. In a way, this is just another example of the golden rule at work, which is he who has the gold rules, so take care of the guy who has the No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> do, do unto others as you would want your direct, do unto your boss as you would want your directs to do to you. Reach out, do a courtesy. You may think it takes a little bit of time, and it probably does, but that 30 seconds or minute you spend sending the email or talking to your boss briefly on the phone gives you a little bit grace when next you need it. And because you're a part of the human race, just like us, you'll need it at some point. And it'll be good to have a little bit of goodwill in somebody else's back pocket for you. Awesome. All right. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.